Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Tay and Todd Washington football team podcast. This is Tay, your co-host, and my man Todd. And we are looking forward to a quick turnaround against your New York Giants. Todd, I don't know about you, but the city seems like it's buzzing. We have Taylor Heineke, Heineke, ready and locked and loaded. Todd, week two, Thursday night, primetime. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? I'm feeling like Washington better win this game or things could start to go south kind of quickly. But I also feel like they have a pretty good chance of winning this game for a number of reasons. And then I'm excited because we're going to be there. And I've been to, I don't remember, I, I, I counted yesterday, but basically majority of the games I've been to as a fan have been Giants games and we've won pretty much all of them. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I think me being there should give us a pretty good chance at winning, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And like you said, uh, they're 0-1 without us being there. So I, I like our chances of right. us being at the game and we being the good luck charm. So yeah, hopefully exactly. it doesn't carry over that way or <laughs> else we're going to have to use those season <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. We're going to have to figure something out. <laughs> that's what it takes to win. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, um, I like the whole Spanish her- Latino heritage thing coming up uh, mm. tomorrow with, you know, obviously with my fiance being Mexican. So right. going to the game and, and we'll be taking a, a van of us. So looking forward to making a little field trip out of there. We're going right. to get out there early. And uh, if you if you if you plan on coming, put that and you listen to this before the show, put down in the comments that you come and we'd love to meet up with you and yep. maybe tailgate with you or some at some point. And mm-hmm. just try to get around and then just talk some football. But I, I'm feeling good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm thrilled. Looks like it's going to be, hopefully, it's talking about thunderstorms, but I hope yeah. it's just overcast. And, right, right. And, um, I, I love overcast. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's like perfect for me. So I'm, uh-huh. I'm ready to roll, man. Yeah, overcast would be good. So it's not hot. Hopefully, it rains earlier in the day and the field yeah. is, is fixed. And then we'll be in the red zone lot. And, um, and then we're in section 134 is where we're sitting, I think, row seven, I'm pretty seven. sure, like yeah. that. So, we should be at our seats early, so we definitely love to meet people. Uh, but like you said, a quick turnaround, so we might as well just go ahead and, and get right into stuff quickly, like the turnaround on the game. You want to give, give us your top matchups? Yeah, I got a couple matchups that I'm looking forward to uh, tonight. Sorry, tomorrow night. And the first one is this big matchup or the big conversation that was going into the offseason, how fans wanted us to get Kenny Galladay and mm, the Giants yeah. end up getting him. And then this matchup of he's going to kill William Jackson and all this and that. Well, now we get a chance to see he did well against uh, William Jackson yep. from what, from the Giants perspective and, and when he was in Detroit. So mm-hmm. let's see how he does. I think I know William Jackson, 
He's coming off a, a, a great game where he had a lot of PBUs and an interception, a crucial, critical interception. And a, a Kenny Galladay, who's always hurt. I know he's struggling right yeah. now. He has a hamstring. And that was my concern when, when looking at him going into uh, the offseason and, and, and reference to picking him up. And I'm glad right. we – Turns out Curtis Samuel same is on thing. IR because of the Grant, same thing. Not even but, playing, but. <laughs> um, Galladay versus William Jackson, Todd. I like William Jackson big time. Yeah. This. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm going to go William Jackson too because Galladay is not a speed guy. He's a size guy. William Jackson is a speed guy, but he's a size guy. And so he can play his physical brand of football. And like you said, I thought when William Jackson had his opportunities against Kay, uh, Keenan Allen kind of one-on-one, whether it was man or, or whether it was more zone and he was in his zone, I thought he did a pretty decent job, right? Yeah. And uh, Keenan Allen is a better player than Kenny Galladay. He's a better route runner than Kenny Galladay. The thing that Galladay has on Allen is, you know, he is a jump ball kind of 50-50 mm-hmm. ball specialist. But I'm going to give William Jackson uh, the edge in this one just because I think you have the quarterback thing too where Daniel Jones is not Justin Herbert. And uh, Justin uh, Herbert and Keenan Allen have a great connection. Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay don't expect them to have that in week two. So I'm going to go William Jackson. Okay. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to follow up with William Jackson as well. My second matchup, uh, Jared Cook had five for 56, but they seem like very critical and crucial uh, times, a couple third down conversions. Yep. Uh, obviously, no Evan, Evan Ingram as he is ruled mm. out, out, which we're right. catching a break. But Kyle Rudolph versus our linebackers, mm. uh, I'm a little skeptical. Uh, <laughs> Now you could say we um, Jared Cook was five caught five out of the eight targets had yeah. fifty six uh, yards but as I mentioned before we've always struggled with the with the tight end last year we did yeah. pretty well uh, statistically but it seems like in in the in the midst of the game these right. tight ends constantly get open at, at critical mm-hmm. points right um, so my my question to you will be referencing this matchup will will it be not will it be the statistics as far as Kyle Rudolph, eight catches, 100 yards. But will our linebackers be able to shore up that safety net for for, for Daniel Jones mm. on third downs? Do you think we'll be able to stop Kyle Rudolph on third downs? I have to go with no right now just because they had a historically bad uh, third down performance last week, which in a way is good that it was historically bad because that means it'll be tough to repeat, right? right. But I think right. they gave up 14, first, 14 third down conversions was the most since I think 2011. It's really 15 if you include one with the penalty. Now, again, again, Herbert and um, Lombardi, who the Chargers offensive coordinator from the Saints, they had, you know, they had a, he was, he was scheming guys open. I don't know that we're going to see that same thing from the Chargers from Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones. But the linebackers are concerned. Bostic especially is a concern in coverage. And so for now, I have to say no. I'm going to just give the edge to Kyle Rudolph. Same. I'm going to go Rudolph as well. Like I said, I don't think he'll have a big game, but I think if not careful, the potential for him to have some huge third right, down. Right, Like I, not I a big statistical game, yeah. but have very impactful game. Right. Like a, like a four for 40, but like all four third down third down conversions yeah third and third and long conversion i am with you 100 percent. yeah so okay and then my next one would be uh slayton shepherd versus fuller saint juice i think that's a underrated matchup because those two seem to always kill us yeah um when we play them it seems like how are you feeling about that matchup 
Yeah, like you said, I, I'm less worried about Galladay and, and Tony. Tony was two receptions for negative two yards uh, than I am about Shepard and Slayton. I believe Shepard caught a touchdown. Slayton, uh, I can't remember the Slayton had a touchdown. Slayton had a touchdown. Shepard had, I think, three or four receptions. But Darius Slayton has been a pretty consistent yes, player for the Giants. He's been a consistent fantasy player for yeah. your fantasy teams. Yeah. I think he and Daniel Jones have a pretty decent rapport. Uh, Darius Slayton. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna give I'm gonna go with Kendall Fuller. I'm gonna call for a bounce back. Okay. I, I just think that uh, I think he's more of his type of matchup than right. a Keenan Allen or a Mike Williams is, or even a um who was the Chargers' third receiver, Guyton, Guyton John yeah. Guyton, right? Yeah. The bigger the bigger guys. I think that Kendall Fuller will match up better against Slayton and Shepard. So I'm gonna give that. And then again, I just don't expect them to scheme these guys open as much. I'll talk about this once you're done with the matchups, but I don't expect the Giants to do as good of a job scheming these guys open as the Chargers did. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with Fuller's. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think this is the underrated key of the mat of, of the game is, yeah. is these two guys, uh, Shepard and, and Slayton. If we can kind of get those guys stifled, stifled, and, and have the D line get after the quarterback. Um, it's funny because this week Odell, I, I played fantasy and Odell wasn't able to play. And I had a scramble last minute for a receiver and I saw Darius Slayton right there. And I said, I'm picking him up because I know he gets busy. Uh, yeah, Lo yeah. and behold, he had a touchdown and he had like five catches for like right. 46 yards. So yeah, he, he's good. He I is. Like he's a good player. He's a good player. All right. So, so wait, so who did you go? I'm going to go, I'm going to go Shepard and Slayton. Okay. Okay. I just think I just think they're gonna they're gonna terrorize. I mean, like I said, the third down and and the way Fuller played in St. Juice. Yeah. I'm just. I know. I get it. I'm I, I'm with you. I feel, I'm I'm gonna go Fuller, but I understand your rationale, and I hope I'm right. But I think there's a chance you could be right. I think the key is gonna be what 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 I wish I would have saw last week was it seems like teams are gonna start. Like I said, I know you're gonna touch on this after the matchups. Teams are gonna start getting the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. I, I, I commend the Chargers from the very beginning. They got yes. the ball out quick, 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 quick. quick. Yes. And that kind of that kind of, you know, put our put our pass rush to, you know, tired and, and, and right. running and running around. I would like to see uh, Jack Del Rio do some press, man, because then you can't yeah. get the ball out that quick. Right. Right. You know, you I can't, agree. You can't sit back. and You can't play zone and let them get it. You got to bump yeah. and run man to man coverage. You got yeah. St. Houston that's long. You got William Jackson that's long. It's time to bump and run these guys yeah. and let these guys get after the quarterback, get them quick passes, tips up in the air. And we got to get some of those tips. We had a lot of tips. They did have a lot of tips. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't get any luck last game. They didn't get anything. So no luck. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. So a couple more. I got Andrew Thomas versus Chase. I think this is huge. Mm-hmm. I know the, the the topic last year was Andrew Thomas last shut week. down Chase. Oh, last year. Sorry, last year. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Last year was Andrew Thomas shut down Chase and that he struggled. Mm-hmm. Will Chase bounce back versus Andrew Thomas or will he go without a sack again? Yeah, last week you're, one of the matchups was Chase Young versus Rayshon Slater. We said Chase Young and Rayshon Slater won that matchup, you know, <laughs> no matter how you try to slice it. <laughs> I am going to go with Chase Young again. I'm going to go with my guy again for a couple of reasons. One, because Andrew Thomas is not the player that Rayshon Slater is. Two, I think Chase Young needs a bounce back game, knows he needs a bounce back game, and is anticipating that. And then, again, I don't expect the same level of offensive efficiency from the Giants. The Giants' offense was worse than Washington's offense last year. Mm-hmm. So however much better we think Washington's can improve, the Giants' 
still have to make a similar jump to just be average. Right. So yeah. And their offensive line is Andrew Thomas is, he hasn't looked exactly like a, he was a fourth overall pick, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't looked like that level of player. I, so I'm going to give this one to Chase Young for those reasons. So do you think we get a Chandler Jones performance? I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. Um, the Chandler Jones, he's playing against Ryan Tannehill, right? Um, no, no. I'm just yeah. going to say one sack. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to stay humble. Like fumble, big. Yeah, we could say strip sack because they haven't gotten a fumble off of Daniel Jones. So maybe this yeah. will be the time they finally get one. And okay. it may just be reaching around. You know, when players just, when if, if you're a defensive or even a defensive player and you knock the ball out yeah. of the quarterback's hand, you don't have to take him to the ground. That counts as a sack. Oh, that's right. So it may just be that. Yeah. Okay. And then my last one which is critical, but I'll start off, I'll, I'll combine it all, but we're going to go Terry versus James Bradbury, but I'm going to go their corners versus our mm. receivers. Mm. Uh, That's a good one. The second receiver for us last week, for as far as receiver yards, was oh. Deami, and he had one catch or two catches for about 10 yards maybe. Something like that. He was the so, second leading receiver. Was Logan, was Logan Thomas. Yeah, Logan was probably number two, but yeah, for wide receivers. For wide receivers, I believe it was Deami Brown. And um, I think it went Terry, Logan, Gibson, and then maybe Deami. Let me see. Uh, Receptions was for Washington. Receptions was Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson, Cam Sims. Okay. One for Deami Brown actually ended one reception for minus two yards. Okay. You see what I'm saying? That, that's just, yeah. Well, yeah. not, not granted, he had that big play, which would have been a touchdown if he didn't. Yeah. Get so, right. I uh, will consider that. But, Todd, I'm going to say the receivers bounce back. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling Taylor Heineke. I think he's going to do very, very well. I think he's going to get these guys involved. And mm-hmm. I try to watch back some of that Buccaneers game where, where Scott had game plan for yeah. this for, and he man he looked good he did he did how are you feeling about that matchup i'm gonna go terry and the guys but like i said that james bradbury Dory jackson logan yep. logan Rollins, jabril peppers it's not yeah easy. it's Secondary. not it's not easy that giants defense has got some talent for sure um i mean I, I guess i haven't really looked at these stats hardcore and taylor heineke you know he came in the second quarter he, he honestly didn't get a lot of chances uh, he was 11 for 15, but they finished as a team with 133 passing yards. Ryan Fitzpatrick was averaging 2.2 yards per, uh, I think, per attempt. Uh, so there's no way that they repeat that. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin. I, I don't remember the stats offhand, but he's got something like 227 yards, a couple touchdowns, something in his four games against the Giants, three or four games. I'll go with Washington's receivers. I haven't been able to watch back the all 22. I just finally got access to the all 22 footage. And so I'm going to be watching that and maybe trying to get a breakdown in by tonight, but it just seems like he didn't do a great job of scheming guys open. I'm not sure what the plan was. I know he, the plan was to get the running game going and they had success with that, but it didn't really, it didn't balance with the passing game. It was, it was just run, get second and six and then, you can't really do anything after that. So I expect an improvement in that regard. Cause we know Scott Turner can scheme guys open and can't put it together game, a good game plan. Maybe, maybe it was just the first game all around. Everyone just wasn't really good. So I'll go with Terry and, uh, and the guys to bounce back as well. Okay. And then I'm going to go ahead and say Taylor 
Heineke versus the Bucks, 26 for 44, 306 yards, which was a great Buccaneers defense yeah. in the playoffs. Granted, they had no film, not much film on Taylor. Right. Uh, two sacks, QBR rating of uh, 57.0, and a, a regular uh, rating of QBR was 57.0, and the rating was 78.4. But I want you to get this. Guess how many – who was his number one target that game? Was it not oh, Was it not Terry McLaurin? It was Cam Sims. Wow. Okay, I didn't – Seven I didn't, catches, 104 yards, 13 targets. Did not realize that. Didn't realize 13 that. 13 targets. Cam Sims um, had seven receptions in that game? Yeah. Wow. Terry McLaurin, six. Logan Thomas, five receptions, nine targets. Terry McLaurin, six – Reception, seven targets. Steve Sims, three catches, 33 yards, four targets. I'm going to say Cam Sims is going to have a big game. Do you think – here's my question on that. How much is Cam Sims going to play? Didn't He He only got a few snaps last week. Deami Brown was getting all those snaps. I think he has to take some of those snaps. Okay. I think yeah. Gonna have to I don't disagree because I do want Deami Brown to get out there. And, I like, I do appreciate the coaching staff and their – like, how intent – they are on getting these young guys reps. Sometimes, I don't know. Again, I have to watch the ultimate too, but sometimes it just seemed like, I don't know if it was the play calling or if it was De'Ami Brown just not being able to, in certain situations, get separation on a number of targets. So I do think Cam Sims should get more playing time. So the what's the question for me? I know you said Cam Sims is going to have a big game. Are you just making that point? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm making that point. But who do you think would be the, 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 the leading receiver? receiver. Mm, gotcha, and, okay. And do you think the ball will get spread around? I think it will get spread around, but I, I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin for leading receiver. Just because, again, you have to scheme the ball to him the way that the Chargers scheme the ball to Keenan Allen. Like, they were very intent on getting the ball to their best receiver. Eight receptions for 100 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's what I need to see Scott Turner do with Terry McLaurin. And he's done it, and he did it. Last year just kind of feels like we went back to the beginning of last season with Scott Turner, where he was kind of get his, getting his footing. To me, when I and and, and uh, this is from watching the not having seen the all twenty two yet, but just seeing how the Chargers operated, it felt like Joe Lombardi was scheming guys open. For sure, like it seemed like he was scheming specific guys open for specific plays and specific down specific settings, and it felt like Scott Turner was just calling plays. Right, like that was the difference to me. And I'm hoping this week we'll feel more like Scott Turner scheming guys open. And that guy, one of those guys, should be Terry McLaurin. So I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin. All right. Well, that's it for Tay's matchups of the okay. week. Okay. So I'll just hit you with, I guess, a couple things on a, a couple areas where, I mean, the Broncos beat the uh, Giants 27 to 13. is a pretty handily uh, – they beat them pretty handily, pretty easily. Uh, Giants scored, I, I think, early. Maybe their first drive scored, and then from there struggled. But the first thing that stands out is Saquon Barkley was the least efficient runner. Uh, I believe he only had 26 yards. So the Giants' third drive, they scored a touchdown. They scored another touchdown on their last drive. So they were down seven. They, were, they had only scored seven until late in the fourth quarter. So that second touchdown was garbage time. It was 27 to seven late. So the Broncos really handled their offense. Right. Uh, so the first thing that stands out again is Saquon Barkley. Back from his injury, I don't think he's all the way back. He was 10 carries, 26 yards, 2.6 average per carry. First thing you have to do, beat the Giants, is you got to shut the running game down. Shut Daniel, it down. Jones, Daniel Jones, maybe every blue moon has the ability to just pick up 
carry the team and make some great plays, but on average, it's not the case. And the more you ask him to do that, the more prone he will be to commit turnovers. Right. You got to shut Saquon Barkley down. They had 20 carries for 60 yards total. I mean, you look last week at what Washington did against the run, and I thought that that was one thing they did well was defended the run. Uh, the Chargers managed 29 carries or attempts. Four of those were Justin Herbert. 29 attempts for 90 yards, 3.1 yards carry. Eckler was 15 for 57, 3.8 yards. And so they did a pretty solid job against the run. And here in week two against the Giants, that's even more critical because mm-hmm. if the Giants do have to go and pass the ball more, they won't have the same success the Chargers have because they don't have the same level of quarterback, the same level of receivers, or the same level of offensive line or offensive coordinator. Right. First thing, stop the run. Don't let Saquon Barkley do too much. Uh, and it's not really just about like you have to you have to if they try to hand that ball for first down. You have to stop that so that they can't get in these good uh, second and short, or really third and short situations. The Chargers had so many third and short you know opportunities, and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason they were so successful because they stayed ahead of the change. So you have to you have to make it so that the, the Giants feel like they can't run the ball. We have to throw the ball. That doesn't even necessarily mean getting a lead where they have to try to throw it and come back. It means that while the game is still even, even uh, they're not having success running the ball that they, they feel like they have to change their game plan, throw the ball. And that's where the opportunities to come to get the pressure, get the turnovers, just throw things off with the rhythm. And then the second thing is if you stop the run, then you have to get the pressure on Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is not very good under pressure. On top of that, he's prone to fumble. He's 18 fumbles and 28 starts. I believe he has 41 turnovers in uh, 39 games. If I'm not hmm. mistaken, that's the number. Maybe, maybe even less games. I tweeted it out. He's started, let's see, 13 plus 14 is 27, 28 games. 28 games. He has 41 turnovers. Okay. Washington has not managed to get but three of those. So they have to get pressure for two reasons. One, against every quarterback, but against Daniel Jones, he is prone to making mistakes and turning the ball over when he's under pressure. And that's how Washington got their turnovers. I mean, even last week, a couple of times they got pressure. Justin Herbert on the second drive, they forced the fourth down because Jonathan Allen was able to get some pressure. Herbert checked it down fourth and fourth and eight, fourth and nine. Mike Williams was, was coming open, but he didn't have time to get there. Right. They have to get the pressure on Daniel Jones um, because they will have those opportunities to get those turnovers. So for me, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, in terms of offensively for Washington, I need to see Scott Turner just scheme his players open. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm excited to watch the all 22 because it was just, it just, I mean, the first third down attempt of the game for Washington, I saw that all 22, nobody was open. And then you had your rookie right tackle, Sam Cosme blocking Joey Bosa. The pressure got there so fast that Fitzpatrick yeah. who can move, but is not mobile had to get outside the pocket and then nobody was open. Exactly. So I, I, I want to see less. Uh, he liked, I, I want to see less hitch route. I mean, Taylor Heineke came in and it was just immediately throw 15 yard hitch route to Deami Brown, throw a, 12 yard out route to De'Ami Brown. Let's try to, let's try to get more crossing routes. Let's try to get, you know, some, uh, some, uh, bu- uh, some rub routes, you know, let's try to get some, some bunch and, and quick stuff like, like what he did against the Buccaneers and like what the chargers did against Washington, mm-hmm. those third downs, the chargers, most of them, they had some sort of tight doubles or bunch formation where if we were playing man, which we were most of the time, it's hard to stay with the guy to get to a guy where he's not going to get three yards. I want to see Washington do that. They had Keenan Allen in the backfield come and run out and back in. I want to see Washington do that. So Mm -hmm. that's what I I need to see Scott Turner scheme guys open more than just 
call plays. Right. Those okay. My- and I'll piggyback off of you a little bit in, in reference to stopping the run. The first game last year when we played the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones, seven carries for 74 yards. Right. Uh, unacceptable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is unacceptable. <laughs> it is. Uh, and he only had like 142 passing yards as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then Devontae Freeman killed us. I think he had about 68 yards as well. Uh, second game, you had Wayne Gallman. He torched us, 14 carries for 68 yards. And Alfred Morris, Alfred Morris. nine carries for 67 yards. <laughs> um, we have to stop the run this week, whether it's Saquon, whether it's Wayne Gallman, whether it's yes. Alfred Morris, whoever, whoever it is. Yes. We have to stop the run. We can't let Daniel Jones get out of the pocket. we got to be ready for the read option and, and, and hit him and make him fumble. And so that's what I want to see from the defense is you got to stop the run because you want to get them into that, that way where they're going to make him pass. The first game, he had 142 passing yards. Second game, he had 212 passing yards. So he's not going to light it up. If you can get him into passing situations and, and, and stop that run, I feel very, very good about that. Second thing on offense, Antonio Gibson had 33 yards the first game, rushing 20 yards the second game uh, with a TD. Rushing? Yes. The second game he had 20 rushing yards? 20 rushing yards. Um, we absolutely – that's 25 yards a game against the Giants. We have to get the running game going against that team. If not, Logan Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers, uh, Adore Jackson, uh, James Bradbury, they're all like going to tee off. We have to establish the run and not put the ball into Taylor Heineke's hands as that, that frequently – Got to get the run game going. I would want to see some P- Patterson get in there. Patterson looked good last week. Turned, you know, got got. He made, did he? He had he had a good he had. seven yard run that got called back by holding seven eight. You see yard what I'm run. saying? Yep. So he, he he did very very good. Another thing is Cam Sims had three catches for the last the last time we played him where we lost in FedEx Field. Cam Sims had three catches for 110 yards. Terry McLaurin had seven catches for 115 yards. We got to get back into that rhythm of getting these guys open. They're vulnerable. Jabril Peppers didn't pay, play over 50% of snaps. I don't know what's going on there. Right, right. I think the key for us is to run, establish, control the line of scrimmage, stop the run, get them in long passing downs, get yeah. off the field. And then secondly, on offense will be to establish the run. Don't put too much pressure on Taylor Heineke, although he's he, he's ready. Don't yeah. put too much don't put pressure. Too much pressure. I agree. I agree. Don't don't he knows the offense and all that, but don't put too much pressure right. on him. They ran a lot of RPOs against the Bucks. Do that. Yes. Move, move the lot, move the uh the his throwing point bootlegs, yeah. which we don't see them run a lot of bootlegs, yeah. but no, run more bootlegs. Uh, get the ball out of his hands quick too. Uh, and like I said, his first snap last week, I got to watch it ultimately too. But I just know he's throwing like a 15 yard pitch route to Deami Brown. Maybe turn that into a three yard crosser and let let somebody right. do some work. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I want to add to your points as well. The last three games, well, well, three of the last four games against the Giants, they've managed to turn the ball over 11 times. Mm. In the last two, they turned it over seven times. Mm. I mean, you look at the last two games against the Giants, they lost by one point, and then they lost by three points, and they had seven turnovers across the two games. Those are those are guaranteed victories if you don't. Yeah. I mean, the, the first one, Kyle Allen had that fumble return for a touchdown mm-hmm. when Washington had was driving to score again. The second one, Alex Smith had two opportunities to get them, you know, into at least field goal range, had opportunity before the half turnovers. Uh, Steven Sims Jr. fumbled a punt. Yep. The fumble on the first drive, Antonio Gibson should have been yep. in the 20th. So yep. not, not only were they 
like, like you look at the turnovers Washington got against the chargers and they were both on the other end of the field where Mm -hmm. it's just like, you got to kick off. It's like, you got (laughs) to punt, right? It's, it's good that you stop them, but it's not especially advantageous for the offense. You look at the turnovers that Washington gives, look what they gave the chargers. They gave them the ball in the three yard line. Look what they gave to the giants. They gave them uh, a fumble return for a touchdown. They gave them a fumble or or three or an interception, you know, like in critical game situations. Mm -hmm. So, all turnovers are not created equal. Some are much more valuable than others. Washington needs to not only not commit the valuable turnovers, but they need to create the valuable turnovers. Turnovers is going to be just a huge factor to this game. And on Taylor Heineke, he's played in three games. All three games have been losses, and two of them, it was kind of from behind. Um, the Bucks game was obviously the Bucks game. But he has one turnover. And, and I think 54 or so passing attempts and that even that one is not his fault. It was a tipped ball. Yeah. Right. So he's been pretty careful with the ball and I, I just hope that continues. And more than anything with Taylor Heineke, protect yourself because yes. if he gets hurt, <laughs> I knew that we were, I knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick wasn't going to start off 17 games. Today. Yeah. I didn't expect it to happen this fast. Okay. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to start all 17 but you, you didn't feel terrible about that because you felt like Taylor Heineke, you know, could still get some things done and maybe even Kyle Allen behind Heineke. But Heineke needs to protect himself because if he gets hurt, my concern is not so much Kyle Allen coming in and playing. My concern is when Kyle Allen gets hurt yeah. and then who plays. Yes. And then we're back to 2018. Yeah. And yeah. at that point, I don't know, lose and, and get a quarterback yeah. in the draft or something. I don't know, right? If you have to go to... Steven Montez isn't even available. Yeah. Uh, who did they bring in? Did they bring in uh, someone? Shermer. Yeah, Kyle Shermer. If you have to go to Kyle Shermer, then the season is over. Yeah. I mean, what, signed Cam Newton or something? It's just so Taylor Heineken needs to protect himself. Even if it's a third down, if it's early in the game, go out of bounds. Do not lower your shoulder. Don't Jeez. dive for anything. Protect yourself. So that's where I'm at. Yep. But I mean, uh, for Taylor Heineke, man, it's kind of tough not to. One reason why it's tough not to, aside from the, you know, the play that we've seen, which he has not been bad, uh, is that the guys like the players really believe in him. Like (laughs) these guys, these receivers and whatnot, they believe in him. He has their respect. Uh, The whole team, that makes a big difference. So, I mean, I kind of am the Broncos, you know, they they put a whooping on the Giants. Again, the Giants offense is not good. So. If they come out here firing on all cylinders, that's gonna be that's gonna look really really bad for this defense, this Washington defense that's supposed to be you know top whatever. Yep. So this will be definitely a big game because they need to they need to kind of uh, not establish themselves, but establish themselves, I guess, and like you know uh, be what everyone expects them to be. And then you play the Bills the week after, and that's yeah. tougher than the Chargers. Yeah. So. If you, yeah, if you're you, gonna have to get some momentum. Although I think Herbert is a better quarterback than uh, Josh Allen. Than Allen, really? Personally, I, I think okay. I think I think Allen likes to go for the big play, and he that's where he gets in trouble sometimes. Mm-hmm. But whereas Herbert, he'll take what he can. He'll take what he gets. Herbert so, gets that ball out, man. He's he so decisive. He's so decisive. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we'll see. We're gonna be there again. Red zone lot should be there. Hopefully around six. Get some tailgating in. First time for both of us, Tay. Yep. Don't judge us and don't ask us why. But <laughs> first time getting a chance to tailgate and um, and then both of us also first time games for our 
spouses. So yeah. that's fun too. So yeah. Yeah. it's going to be a blast. And I just hope they win take because when they've been, I don't remember the last time I went to the last game I went to that they lost, I think was the 2016 giants lost week 17 week. Yeah. Week 17. Kirk Cousins. Oh, wow. oh winning sure that was, yeah. Winning. I'm pretty sure that was the last loss I've been to the last game I went to was the Giants game in New York where Adrian Peterson broke free in 2018. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Pretty sure that one. And then I was at the Monday night Giants game with RG3 in 2012. So I've had some success against the Giants in my, you know, game appearances. So hopefully hopefully (laughs) I'm bringing that good luck with me. So we will see y'all out there. Or, you know, if not, we will talk to you later. But thank you always for watching. This is Todd. And this is Tay. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.